The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Taramina, blogger of the of around the OAA. I'm the host of Last Week Brain Cells and host of Between Terminus and Oriented T- Television. Like to welcome those who us on the local voice on SoundCloud and also those watching on Oriented Television. Um, we got a lot to look at this week on this week's show. Um, <clears throat> we got some basketball news, obviously. Benny White, um, we're going to talk him. Um, of course, stepping down at Groves, um, retiring from Groves basketball. And what's the outlook looking for the Falcons going forward? Um, also, we're going to talk about, of course, um, Royal Oak Track and Field. Of course, that is a team. That's my one of my teams of the week, obviously. What they did against Oak Park. Um especially on the boys' side. Um, of course, the girls' side, they got a really talented standout led, led by Ellie Flinch. I want to talk a little bit about um, what um, she brings to the party um, over there at Royal Oak. And also, we're going to talk um, We're going to talk which teams are standing out, which teams don't stand out, and um, also what... Also, um, my if we have time, we're going to talk a little bit of football. Obviously, my top 10... Early top 10 came out for football, so we're going to break all that down this week for this week's episode of of the podcast. So let's bring up, of course, um, let's bring up, of course, the um, big story. Of course, it's in boys basketball. Um, Groves is um, coach Benny White retired from the program um, on Tuesday, and it's a um, big story. Um White's been at um, Groves for four years, has a 42-34 and 34 record um, with the program. Um, <clears throat> when you really look at, at Groves, I mean, this is a program where, um, this is a program where um, they have, um, you know, they've been up and down. I mean, you know, obviously when you look at the Falcons this season, of course, they had, they won 13 games this year, um, but lost to Birmingham Brother Rice in the district semifinals for the second straight year. Um, of course, they ran into Birmingham Brother Rice um, in the postseason and lost in that one. That game was in the district final, uh, semifinals, and then, um, you know, same round. So when you really look at Groves, I mean, like, um, I mean, when it, I mean, so, but White finishes his career with the 42 and 34 record, as mentioned, um, you know, it started off really rough early. Um, they lost a ton of close games. Um, had a ton of heartbreaking games. Um, so when they really look at what um, Groves, I mean, like what White did, and then they started turning around. Um, White did a really good job of that program. I mean, considering, you know, he took over for Coach Mark West, who was there. Um, you know, Groves was, they had their struggles early, and then, White took turned it around, played his style of basketball when back when he was in Detroit, um, you know, coaching at Troy Martin the King for a long time, um, before, you know, um, and also was a scout for the Detroit Pistons. Um, so when you really look at he did a really good job of that program. Um, he did a magnificent job. And I think a lot of that you have to look at was, you know, obviously, you know, for him, it was, you know, trying to adjust from the Detroit Public School League to the OAA. It was a 
And it's a really tough jump, you know, when you look at obviously jumping from the Detroit Public School League to the OAA. I know at Farmington, you know, Derek McCaskill, the head coach at Farmington, I'll bet you probably experienced that this year, you know, going from the PSL to the RAT, I mean, to the OAA. I mean, it's it's not an easy jump. I mean, I mean, when you really look at it, so, you know, so this is interesting, obviously, when you look at Benny White, longtime coach. Um, you know, especially in the Detroit area. Um, took over four years ago at Groves, um, led a no 42 and 34 record. Um, you know, and then, of course, um, you know, has coached a lot of great men um, at Groves in his career. Of course, obviously, you lose two very good players in Aaron DeBose and Nick Blurts. That's going to be two big key losses there um, for Groves. Um, so when you really look at Groves, I mean, like, I just think, when you look at Groves next year, obviously, you know, now they're going to be, they're going to be young. I mean, they're going to be very young. I mean, so I'm curious to see where this program's going to be. I mean, like next year, they're likely going to be in the white division. Um, and then you look at, of course, program strength. Program strength for Groves looks solid. I mean, it, it really does. So when you look at Groves next year, um, they should be young. They're going to be young, but they should be very competitive. Um, so that is a really, really interesting um, dynamic, how that's going to look, especially heading in the next year. Um, obviously, when you look at now Groves' job, now that joins, um, you got three openings in the OAA that are now open. Um, Obviously, you have them, Groves not, but you also have at Bloomfield Hills um, with them, Phil Kirshen stepping down last week. Um, and then um, at Stony Creek, you have Steve Norgrove, um, who stepped down a couple of weeks ago um, at Stony Creek. So now you have three boys basketball jobs in the OA that are open. Um, so I'm going to be very curious to see how, you know, the, you know, who, that who's going to apply for these three jobs and who takes over. Um, when I look at Groves' situation, um, it wouldn't surprise me if athletic director Tom Flynn does go outside the box. Um, I know in the past he's went outside the box with his coaching hires. Um, obviously, you know, you look at the girls' basketball situation last season, of course, going with Allison Heidi. Um taking over that program. Um, and then, um, and then of course, um, so Tom Flynn's done a really nice job with, um, with hires. I mean, coaching hires. Um, but I'm curious to see how this hire will be. Um, is he going to be their long term? Are they going to go inside, inside the, um, program for the next hire? I mean, like that's, that's for him to decide. It's not for me to decide um, where Flynn goes with this hire. Um, obviously, when you look at um, it, I mean, the Groves job is not a bad job. Obviously, you know, um, yes, you got to deal with Seaholm, the um, arch rival there. Um, but, um, you know, Groves is a pretty, is a good, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good place. I mean, Beverly Hills is not a bad area. Um, I mean, the, to coach and you're in a good division obviously heading into next year so you know but i'm curious to see how program strength is going to be over there groves 
It looked solid. Um, there's some good players coming in the program there. Um, so we'll see how the Grove situation um, works up. I mean, like, obviously, it, it's something to really, you know, but back to Benny White's career, obviously, you know, we know his championship pedigree at Detroit Martin Luther King. Uh, we know that he went to Michigan State, um, played under Judd Heacote, um, I mean, like, worked with Perry Watson as well um, as an assistant. He was also heat one of Heatcoat is some grad assistant, I believe. Um, so, and then he's done a lot of good. He's done a lot of good, obviously. I mean, like, for the entire Metro Detroit area, I mean, so we're all going to miss him in OA Nation, obviously. He's done a wonderful job. Um coaching at Groves. Um I'm curious to see where then dirt where his next um next path is gonna take him in his in his journey. So very curious to see how that's gonna how that'll go. I mean like so anyway, congratulations to um to Coach Benny White and wishing nothing but the best in his retirement. So you know so that is um that's my take on the Grove situation over at um right now but but if I know Co if I know athletic director Tom Flynn he's going to look for a replacement right away um so I will be very curious to see how where what the direction Groves goes with heading into the next year so that's something to really really keep an eye on I mean there are I mean Groves does lose a lot of scoring um they do lose a lot of leadership but that JV team they had this year was pretty solid. So, but, you know, as I've always learned in my years of doing basketball is, you know, sometimes going from JV to varsity, the translation doesn't always go, doesn't always go. It's different animals going from JV ball to varsity ball. It's really different. So I will be very curious to see how, you know, those JV players step up to varsity, you know, heading in the next year. And then you have the coaching, the new coach coming in there. So, you know, there's going to be a transition period that's going to be happening during the season. So, you know, a lot of challenges looming for Groves, a lot of them, um, just a lot of challenges coming up for Groves. And I think it's something to really, really keep an eye on as we head into the, um, especially the summer um, cause the new coach is going to have to make the summer schedule going to have to, um, you know, obviously, you know, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And then you have the districts that are going to be released in June. So I'm curious to see where Groves will be put, um, in June. So something to really keep a close eye on as we head into the, um, summer months. Um, let's go now to, for for boys basketball, we got um. Let's talk a little bit track and field. Obviously, um, a little bit spring sports. Obviously, we've had some weather, you know, some good weather. I mean, like a little bit, but not real much. I mean, I really think that the weather will turn for the better later in the week. Um, I know on Monday it's gonna be snowing and it's gonna be pretty hectic. Um, anytime you look at snow and you're looking at uh three to six inches in april going like, come on you know what i mean 
You know, when is winter going to give up its grasp on us? I mean, obviously, you know, it's, I know it's really been impactful for sports like baseball and softball, um, but at least they're getting some games in. I mean, you know, like I was watching on Twitter, um, you know, Oxford, they played at Comerica Park. Rochester also played at Comerica Park as well. Um, I was really curious Oxford with Oxford. I mean, like Oxford, they played a tough schedule. I mean, playing against teams like Birmingham, Detroit Country Day, um, we know they're a very good team. Um, played South Lion, who's who's not a bad team as well. Um, Oxford has really played good baseball lately. I mean, like obviously, um, you know, but I was very curious. You know what I mean? They wore, you know, at Comerica Park, they wore all black. You know what I mean? I was very curious to see. See that I know in girls basketball, Oxford wears black uniforms, but just very surprised that um Oxford wore the all black look um over at Comerica Park on Saturday. I mean, really, I was really curious. You know what I mean? So that's I still am. So I mean, like, and then of course I saw um Lake Orion baseball actually um you know beat Utica Eisenhower they're usually a pretty good team um nice bounce back after their game against St. Clair where they're just you know struggled to get hit i mean lost 13 to 1 in that game um but Lake Orion's a team to really watch for um Rochester we know they've been up and down this year um you know Farmington's a team i'm curious to see um you know so when we look at and the baseball docket, obviously, Adams, to me, is one team I'm watching carefully. I mean, Parker Pico, obviously, um, you know, makes a lot of noise, obviously. Of course, he's an Alabama commit for baseball. Also, he's there's Adams, the starting quarterback. Um, a lot to like with him over there at Adams. Um, so when we look at baseball right now, I think that, you know, obviously you still have to look at obviously the um and then I saw Clarkston the other day. I mean watched their highlights against Grand Blank. Um, you know, and it was it was a pretty tight game to be honest with you. And then Grand Blank found a way and won that one. I think that score was four to one. Um, you know, and um it really took was a three run homer by Grand Blank two up win that game against Clarkston and I got to get Clarkston. I mean, Clarkson to me, if they can get some scoring, you know, they got the pitching. Um, I think Clarkson will be just fine. Um, you just got to find some offense. Um, and then I'm looking at other teams around the area. Obviously you look at a team like, um, like a West Bloomfield. We know they're going to be solid. Farmington's always solid. Um, I mean, like um, the Troy schools, you know, Troy, Athens, and Troy, they're always solid. Um, so, I, and then you look at West Bloomfield, West Bloomfield, Bloomfield Hills. I mean, both those teams are not bad teams. So, when you really look at it, um, baseball, you know what I mean, with the games that they played, you know what I mean, you're kind of starting to get a little bit of an idea where each team's going to be at. Um, but I still think when I look at baseball right now, I still think that that um, corner of Northern Oakland County, you know, Lake Orion, Oxford, Clarkston area, I still think those are the best teams right now in the baseball docket. I mean, like, and it's unfortunate, though, that those three teams are going to be in a district together. So, 
it'll be very interesting to see what happens going forward with them. So that is something to really, really watch. Um, softball, you know, when you look at softball, um, you know, I still think when I look at Clarkston, you know, I, I think Clarkson's still going to be very good. I mean, like, you know, Kira Tomi, um, I think she's a very solid player for them. Um, I know I haven't looked at the state rankings yet. I mean, like, um, but I noticed there's not a lot of OA love in softball. So it's been kind of really hard to get a clear point around with softball. Um, you know, and then, of course, um, so I'm curious. I still think when you look at teams like Stony Creek, who um, I haven't really seen the eyeball test with them yet. Lake Orion has been a team that I think has been up and down. Um, you know, I was very curious to see. I'm very curious to see what the Dragons have. Um, Oxford, I know they're very good. I like where the Wildcats are at. Troy, obviously, they got their first win under Coach Laura Guzman. Of course, Guzman, we know, is the Farmington girls basketball coach as well. Um, so, good first win for Coach Laura Guzman. Of course, she was also at Rochester for softball. So, you know, so it's a good win for Coach Guzman in her first game, coaching coaching the Colts, her first win of the year for them. Um, I mean, like Troy, you know, they're in for with Troy, obviously. The transition period is going to be right there. Um, you know that they're going to be going through a transition period. Um, so I really think when you look at Troy, um, you know it's going to take some time for them to adjust to Guzman. Um, for the for the players, it's going to. I mean, for the team, for the for Guzman, it's going to take time to adjust to her players. So it's you're going to have to go through a transition period and. Unfortunately, the transition period has to happen during the season. So when you were really look at it, obviously the transition period, it's gonna take a little bit for them to, you know, get that um to get that um to get everything going in the um right direction. Um obviously when you look at North Farmington, they're probably you know, they're North Farmington's a team I think it could be really dangerous as well. Um I, I really like where the Raiders are at right now. Um, they're a team to really watch for. Um, so that's, and then of course, when you go down, um, and then of course, you know, some teams I'm also watching, Berkeley's having a nice year, Ferndale's having a nice year. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what happens in the softball ranks um, right now. Um, let's go to girls soccer. Um, what I've seen during the week, um, obviously, really surprised Troy Athens lost to New Baltimore Anchor Bay. I was really surprised on that on that Saturday. I was really surprised. Um, you know, Athens, we know, is one of the top teams ranked in the state. Um, I mean, like, they lost in their home field, New Baltimore Anchor Bay, one zip. Um, gave a goal, in the, I think, in the middle of the second half. Um, but I got to give them... But, it wouldn't surprise me if Troy Athens and New Baltimore Anchor Bays meets again. Um, it's a nice rivalry between the Red Hawks and the um, Tars. I mean, like, so I'm really curious to see how Troy Athens responds losing that type of game. Um, one nail to um, New Baltimore Anchor Bay. I'm very curious to see how Troy Athens responds. 
Um, I still think when you look at the city of Rochester, obviously you got the, um, you know, I still think Rochester is the best team in, in the city right now in soccer because of, you know, they've, but I know they haven't seen Adams or Stony Creek yet. Um, but they will, I mean, like, so I'm curious to see, but right now looking at the eyeball test, I've seen Adams play. I've seen Stony Creek play. Um, I, and I've seen Rochester play. I mean, Rochester to me is the one that really, you know, they, they really stand out. And I still think when you look at the Falcons right now, this is a really dangerous team that could do some damage. And Rochester's a team that I really believe can do, can make some noise, can make some impacts. Um, We'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll see how things go. I mean, like with Rochester, I mean, I think they're solid. Um, Lake Orion's a team that's been really up and down as of late. Um, the Dragons are a team that, you know, they just won the Flushing Invitational. Um, they gave Royal Oak their first um, their first loss of the year. I mean, you know, Royal Oak was coming into that tournament undefeated. Um so when you really look at Royal Oak, I mean, like, they were coming in, riding some confidence. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, Lake Orion found a way to win that game 1-0. Um, and Royal Oak had a really rough um, rough outing at Flushing. I mean, they went 0-2-1. That was stunning, to say the least. I mean, obviously, with the Ravens, um, you know, Royal Oak's coming off. Um, they're having a good start to the year. And... You know, to see that happen to them, really, really tough. But, you know, I think Royal Oak will be a team that bounces back. I think the Ravens are fine. I'm not pressing any panic buttons on them yet. Um, Royal Oak's a team that I think's got a lot of potential. They got a lot of star power there. Um, So we'll see what happens with Royal Oak going forward. Um, Troy's been a team that's been really... Troy's been looking for a bounce back after... What happened to them last year? It was a really rough year for the Colts. Um, last season, just kind of really surprised with how things have been with them. I mean, like, but they're starting to get pick things back up, which is a good sign for them going forward. Um, I really think when you look at Troy, um, they could. Um, I think if if things go right, I think Troy could make some noise. Um, in the postseason. Um. Do I think could they win the red right now? I don't think they are that right now, but you never know. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Troy made a run to the final four in um in soccer. So I will be very curious to see how the Colts respond um to that um, you know, to the adversity. But right now at Troy's off to a good start right now. So we'll see where it goes. I mean, we will see where it goes. So and then obviously you look at um, and Oxford. Oxford's having a good start as well. I really like where the Wildcats are at right now. Um, Oxford's a team to really watch for. Um, and then when you look at um, and then when you look at um, you know West Bloomfield's had their struggles. Groves has been not bad. Seahorn's been playing really well soccer wise. Um, you know, I mean, like um, so. But other than that, I mean, like, you know, everything's been going towards 
is what I'm expecting soccer right now. Um, you know, some of the top teams are playing really well right now. You know what I mean? You know, and I think, you know, it's going to be that way going forward. I'm heading into April and heading into May. So something to really watch for in that department. Um, lacrosse, um, obviously, when you look at lacrosse, um, Clarkson's had some scares as of late, um, especially in boys. I mean, Clarkson's had some scares. And when you look at the Wolves, you know, I mean, there was one time, I believe, against Brighton, they were down by four, um, had to come back. I think they scored 11 straight goals. Um, you know, so Clarkson's been a team that's been, yes, they can say they've been battle-tested, but it's been pretty uneasy for the Wolves. I mean, like, just, you know, last few games, I mean, like, they're, they've had to come back and win games like that. Um, really uneasy. So I'm curious to see where they are. They go going forward. Adams has been playing pretty well as of late as well. Um, I think when you look at the Highlanders, I mean, like they're starting to pick things up a little bit, which is a good sign for them. Um, but I still think in, in boys across, I still think the best team in there is Lake Orient. And yes, they had that loss early in the year to Hazlitt. Um, they've managed to, turn things around quickly, um, you know, and they've managed to f start playing some good lacrosse, especially at the play of of their young guys. I mean, like um, Jackson Basquez, um, Andrew Parker. I mean, they're very young kids. I mean, they're playing, we're playing good right now for Coach Ron Herbert. Um, so I'm curious to see if they, if Lake Orion can keep that up um, in lacrosse right now. I mean, they just survived Birmingham United. Birmingham United's a pretty good team. Um, you know, especially with the Bulldogs that they have. Um, so if you want to know Birmingham United, of course, they're a combination of Groves and Seaholm. I mean, like, they combine to be Birmingham United. Um, so if for our, for our viewers who are wondering about lacrosse, why I call Birmingham Birmingham United, it's a combination of Groves and Seaholm. Um, and they have their own, they have the nickname, the Bulldogs as well. So, very curious to see where, you know, this goes. I mean, lacrosse right now, I still think, you know, you know, right now, Lake Orion right now is on, is has a bit of an edge over everybody right now in lacrosse. I mean, like, but, you know, to use the term Rick Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And, you know, and right now, Lake Orion's the man right now. So we'll see what happens going forward there. Um, And girls lacrosse, obviously, you know, you know, you still got Birmingham United and Bloomfield Hills. I think those are two top teams. But Lake Orion's been playing, I think, playing exceptional. Um, they've been playing pretty well. Um, I mean, especially in the first-year coach, Megan Hershley's. Um, I think she's done a wonderful job building that program, and I think the girls have really adapted to the transition period pretty well. Um, so when you really look at the Dragons, I mean, like, they're – I think the Dragons are a wild card. I mean, like, uh, but the issue for them is they're always pairing the region with Heartland, and Heartland's one of the top teams in the state, and, you know, it's unfortunate for them having to go against the Eagles of Heartland. I mean, like, it's, it, it, it's, it's really difficult. And I know you look at up-and-coming teams like, like, I mean, you look at Clarkson. Clarkson's been a, 
of perennial power and the growth of cross. Um, you look at Oxford, they're an up-and-coming program. Um, I think when you look at I think when you look at lacrosse right now, you still got to look at, obviously, Farmington, Stony Creek. Um, of course, they're both in Division Two for lacrosse. Um, so that's something that I'm very curious to see how that's going to go um, when you look at the world of lacrosse. I mean, I mean, especially in the OAA. I mean, like, I mean, obviously, you got your powers, especially in the west side of the state when you look at teams like Rockford. Um, East Kentwood, East Grand Rapids, um, Grand Rapids Christian, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, you know, all those perennial powers in the West side of the state. So, you know, but obviously, you know, you still got your powers here in um, Birmingham United and Bloomfield Hills. Um, those are your two perennial powers, um, you know, right now in girls lacrosse. So that's something to really keep an eye on going forward. Um and right now, you know, everything's panning out as I think it's going to be right now. So we'll see what happens there in the world of girls across. Um, let's go to track and field. Of course, um, you know, we've had a lot of league games are underway. Obviously, league meets are underway. Um, I think invitationals, I know some schools have been to invitationals. Others have not. Um course my co-host Ian Locke will be here next week we're going to talk we're going to preview the Oxford Invitational coming up um which I think is going to be really interesting um but when I look at the divisions right now um teams that really stand out um I'm going to go to the white first I mean obviously Bloomfield Hills is a team that really stands out in both boys and girls um Bloomfield Hills we know they got a lot of talent back in the girls side of things the boys they got a very good spreading Sprinting, um, sprinting core distance a little bit questionable, but when you look at Bloomfield Hills, I mean, like, but right now when you look at the Blackhawks, you know, clearly, clearly, clearly on the boys' side, I mean, clearly on the, um, on the boys' side, you know, they've got some sprinters, um, on the girls' side, experience matters, especially in the, in this type of league that they're in, um, so, Bloomfield Hills to me is the one that really stands out. Troy's another one that really stands out as well. Um, both boys and girls, of course, we know the Colts have been really successful in cross country, especially the girls program. Um, but Troy's been really, really built on their program strength. Um, they've gotten they've gotten a lot of production from their sprinters, from their distance. Field events have been really productive. Um, and then on the girls' side, obviously, their cross-country team was really good. So their distance has been pretty good. Their sprints have been all right. I mean, like, obviously, when you look at Troy, um, this is a very good team. And right now, you know, I think it's going to come down to in the white between Troy and Bloomfield Hills um, to, to determine that, to determine the um, white. And Stony Creek's their wild card in there. I mean, like, Stony Creek, we know. They have a new coach, new system. It's going to take a little while to go through the transition period. Um, you know, but Stony Creek, they, they always have their fair share athletes there in that, you know, over at Stony. So we know they're always very dangerous. So Stony Creek's a team that I'm keeping a very close eye on in the white. Um, those are your three teams right now that really stand out is the Blackhawks, Cougars, and Colts in the um, division um, to the blue. Now I think 
pretty much a lot of, I think there's a lot of shockwaves right now um, around track and field, especially where the blue's been, uh, where the gold's been, obviously. I'm going to go gold first before I go blue. Um, in the gold, obviously, Royal Oak is the team that really stands out. And I think when you look at the Ravens, um, the Ravens made a statement by beating Oak Park. And that says a lot, considering, you know, Royal Oak, you know, obviously when you look at, when you look at Oak Park, obviously we talk about the state titles that they've won. We talk about, obviously, the, um, you know, the, the, the numerous state titles that they've won um, in both boys and girls. Um, but Royal Oak, you know, they had a try meet with Royal Oak, Harper Woods, and, uh, oh, sorry, Royal Oak Oak Park in Ferndale. Um, Ferndale, you know, we know that they've had their struggles. Um, but Royal Oak knocking off Oak Park, that's a statement right there. And obviously, when you knock off Oak Park, you know, they're a proud program. I mean, and to do it that way, that tells you where your program's at. Um, and then on the boys' side, obviously, um, you look at with them, um, you know, I mean, like, it, it's really incredible that, and, and you look at a team like Royal Oak, Royal Oak, they got a lot of balance. I mean, like, they don't just have sprints, they have distance as well. I mean, their distance program at Royal Oak's been really good. Um, their sprint program has been pretty good over there as well. I mean, they've done just enough, you know, in the field events, you know what I mean, to do very well. I mean, and to beat a team like that in Oak Park, um, that says a lot, you know, that clearly, clearly says a lot where that program's been. Um, and then you look at it on the girls' side, of course, we know Oak Park's girls are very good, but Royal Oak hung in there with them. And I think a lot of that, you know, they got a very good team. Their distance is very good. Um, I think Ellie Finch has been a really big addition for them, especially in the throws. Um, you know, especially in the shot, but she won the shot. I think she was 30 footer in the, um, in their meet against um, Ferndale and Oak Park. Um, that says a lot. Of course, um, Finch, of course, we know that is a three-star standout. Played, um, does track, plays girls basketball for Coach Brian Zapata. But also, um, but also, I think a lot of people don't know this, but she, um, but um, she's a very good football player. I mean, very good lineman. I mean, like, um, very, I mean, like, so when you have multi-sport athletes, that says a lot. Um, that says a lot, and, you know, I really like the direction, you know what I mean? So I'm very curious to see how Finch does um, next fall playing for Coach Justin Truett and um, and um, Royal Oak. I'm very curious to see how the Ravens are going to look. I, I really look at Royal Oak, and I think that, I think Royal Oak could surprise some folks in the, on, the, on the gridiron next year, and I think Finch is going to have a lot to, lot to do with that. I really do. So... A lot of, I got to give her a lot of praise. I got to give her a lot of, um, you know, a lot of credit. But when you look at Royal Oaks um, girls track program, you got to give credit. Their distance program's been really good. Sprint program's been very good. Um, field event program's been very good. So a lot of praise, a lot of love to Royal Oak, especially hanging in there tough with Oak Park. I, I mean, when I look at Royal Oak, I think it could be a player in the regional. I really think it could be a serious player. Um, so I'm very curious to see how, how the Ravens 
are going to look, especially heading into, um, especially heading into, um, you know, I think they're going to win the gold um, title. I really do. So I'm very curious to see how things go heading into next year. So Royal Oak is a team to really watch for. Um, you know, I'm very, I'm very curious to see how they do, especially later in the year. Um, I'm really, really praising the Ravens right now when you look at Royal Oak. Um, in the blue, I still, when I look at the blue, I think it's starting to come clear to me who I think the team's going to be. And I think it's Farmington. Um, when I look at the Falcons, I think they're more, I think they're more of the balanced team of the bunch in the blue. I mean, West Bloomfield, we know for the sprints, um, on the boys side, um, we know Groves has got a very good sprint program. See home. We know is a very good distance program. But I just don't think any of those teams have the balance as what Farmington does. And you look at the Falcons, um, I think Farmington's a team that if they can get that balance point, you know what I mean, of, you know, of with the sprints, with the field events, with the um with the um distance. I mean, like if they can do that, this is a very good team. And you look at Farmington right now. I mean, this is a program that's got a lot of confidence right now, especially in the boys' side. They got the distance. They got the sprinting. Um, I just think Farmington's a team that could do some damage, and I think they're going to be a really, really um, dangerous team going forward. And I, I just think Farmington's a team that, if they if things go right, you know what I mean, they can do some damage, especially come postseason time. Um, especially in the regional, I mean, like they could be a player. They could be a real big time player. And the girls' side of things, obviously, you got Oak Park. Um, I mean, like, but on the girls' side, Farmington really stands out. And I think the Falcons are a team that they got balance, as mentioned, same as the boys. Um, I I think you know when you look at it from a balance perspective, and I've said this on the boys' side, I think they have it as well on the girls' side. I think Seaholm's their toughest competitor in the girls um, because of their distance program. So I am very curious to see who's going to be the team that could challenge Farmington. Um, they could, I mean, like who could give them some fits. So I, I'm, I'm just really curious to see how, you know, from a team perspective, but then also from a league meet perspective, you know, who's going to challenge Farmington in the blue division that is the big time question we have to look at obviously so that is something to really really watch for as we um go forward and then last but not least we got the red i mean when you look at the red um on the girls side of things oxford's distance program is really good um they're loaded with a lot of experience there in the distance ranks the sprints i mean like I, there's some questions with the sprints with Oxford, um, but, you know, if you have a really good distance team, you know what I mean, you know, it does make up for some things, but you, for Oxford, the thing is they got to address their sprints, um, and I think they've done a good job of doing that, but anytime you have a really good distance program like they do, I think if they can get, get a very good sprints program in there, I think that'll be Really, really, um, really good. And I think if they get that balance, I think Oxford's going to be a team to really, really watch. Um, 
When I look at teams, obviously, in this division, um, on the girls' side of things first, I'm going to go girls first. I still think Adams, you know, Oxford's the best team in there, but I think Adams is right there with them because of the balance. Um, Adams can really balance things out. I, I really like where the Highlanders are at right now um, on the girls' side. They got some runners. Um, their throwing program's pretty good. Their depth's pretty good. Um, so Adams right now is a team that I really think, you know, I really believe they stand out. And I think when you look at the Highlanders, you know, right now, I, I think it's going to come down to them and Oxford. Rochester's not a bad team. Um, Clarkson's been struggling a little bit this year. Um, really surprised that they're struggling a little bit. And then there's Lake Orion. I mean, Lake Orion's been struggling this season a little bit. So, very curious to see how um how this will work out. I mean, like especially when you look at um on the girls' side of things. Um, on the boys' side of things, I still think it's Lake Orient's division to lose. Obviously, when you look at the Dragons, um, had a good win against Clarkston the other day. Um, you know, I'm curious to see when they if they if they when they play Adams. I mean, like that. I think that's going to be a really interesting meet. Um, I think when you look at Lake Orion, obviously the sprints has been really good. You know their distance program's been very good um, under Coach Dan Ford. If they can develop the field events, you know, then I think this team could be pretty good come regional time. Um, you know, and that'll be a really interesting regional watch. Um, I think Adams is the other one that stands out. Obviously with their field events program, I mean, especially in the throws, they are loaded there in the field events. Um I just think with Adams, it, it's going to come down to is can the Highlanders buy? I mean, like, I just think if, if a meet like that against Lake Orion, I think it's going to come down to a battle of sprints. Um, and I think the distance programs, I still think this year Lake Orion's a little bit better in the distance, but we'll see how that goes. Um, and then you look at obviously you got, um, you got Racha, you got Oxford's a wild card team there. I really think the Wildcats, you know, they're, Starting to get things going there. Um, Clarkson's really been struggling this year. I was really shocked that Clarkson's been struggling a little bit this year, um, particularly in the distance ranks. And then you look at um, Rochester. I mean, like, you know, Rochester's always been solid. So we'll see what happens there in the red um, for um, track and field. So I'm curious to see how things go there um, right, as right now. But, Right now, when I look at it right now, Lake Orion right now stands out in the boys' side. I think Oxford stands out on the girls' side. But Adams has, I think, that ballots in both boys and girls to really watch for in the um, in track and field. Um, tennis, obviously, you got to look at Seaholm. You got to look at Clarkston. You got to look at Adams. Um, really, the teams that stand out. Um you know, Groves could be a team that stands out. Watch out for Berkeley. I think Berkeley's a wild card. Um, so I'm very curious to see how tennis looks. I mean, like how things go there in tennis. Um, golf, I don't see any changes. What I said last week, Adams, Clarkston, Lake Orion, Troy are the teams that really stand out there in golf. Um, so really that is the, um, really right now, those are, that's a spring update right now um, to bring that up. So obviously a lot, but there's still a lot of season to go. 
Um, Weather-wise, I still, you know, I know we don't like to talk snow and all that, but we have to, the possibility of maybe, you know, some more snow in the forecast. I mean, like, you know, it's like old man winter's not wanting to leave, so curious to see how, um, how, um, teams respond to that, you know, handling the adversity of the weather. Um, so very curious to see how things go there. So we'll see how that goes. Um, okay. Now let's go from spring sports. Um, let's bring up my, um, I did release my early top 10 for football. They're not the official rankings. There are a, gives me an idea. gives me an indicator where each team stands right now. This off season, I know football is getting, um, we're like a day closer to the start of football season. And I know we're in April right now. We don't start football to August. Um, but you know, when you look at the summer months, especially in late May, early May, May into June, July, um, there are some storylines that are starting to develop, um, between every team in football right now. Um, so far when I look at, I'm going to go from 10 to one, to start off, my number 10 team right now is Seahome. And the reason why I say Seahome right now is because when you look at the Maples, um, this is a team that's got some, there, there's some question marks with Seahome coming into the year. I just think when you look at, they got a lot of experience coming back. Um, the Maples, they, I mean, like, I like John Jokic at quarterback. Um, they've got some talent there. Um but when you look at, I mean, and they run and they run the Veer offense. I mean, like obviously the Veer, you know what, you know, a lot of people know the Veer pretty well, especially those Adams. I mean, like you know, I mean Jim D. Wall at Seahome, he runs the same offense there. Um, curious to see where this team's going to be at, especially when you look at um, especially when you look at what um Seahome has coming back. Um, I'm very excited to see this 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 um. This program, I mean, like, um, see home. You know, last year they had a they had a struggling year. They really struggled. Um, I just think that they're due for a bounce back, and they're in a very competitive division. When you look at the blue, with um, when you look at the blue, you got Troy Athens in there. You got Troy in there. Um, I mean, like, so I'm curious, curious to see how see home fits into in the thick of things. Obviously, um. They, they got to address the running game, obviously, and then they got to address the line. I mean, like, those are big-time question marks in Avir. If you don't have that, you're going to struggle. And I think Seaholm will ha- will address that by the summer. Um, but they should be very competitive. I'm really high on Seaholm this year to watch for this year there. Um, number nine, I got is Bloompia Hills. And I got blasted by a lot of people in the Bloompia Hills community, especially last year. I mean, for them going undefeated, um, winning the blue title. Um, but the game against nobody Detroit Catholic Central was the one that really was the one that, you know, proved my point about Blue Hills' schedule. I mean, like, they didn't play a, you know, when you're playing that type of schedule, I know you're playing the teams that are giving you, but still, you know, but still, you know, are you sure that's going to prepare you? And, the MHA gave um, Bloom Bay Hills no by Detroit Catholic Central in the first round, and it was not a pretty sight. Um, I think that score was 59-7, to um, but it was not a pretty sight 
Um, you know, so I just think when you look at Blue Bay Hills, they have really toughened things up, which I'm really pleased with. They got a, they're in the white. They're going to be, and they got a very tough schedule. I mean, so, and they do got a very good quarterback in CJ Jackson coming back. Um, I still think when you look at Bloompy Hills, the big question I have for them is going to be is, can they, you know, they're, they, it's the line. Obviously, Bloompy Hills, they run that spread offense, but they got to address their line. And I think that's a big time question mark for them. They got the skilled players to do well. I think they're going to do some damage in there. Um, do I think, are they the best team in the white? Probably not. Um, you know, obviously because the schedule and the teams that are in that division, are going to be much better than the teams that they've seen in the blue. So I'm curious to see how Bloompia Hills does in this division. I still think they're going to be a player in this division. I mean, like, so we'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens going forward there. Um, number eight, I got is Berkeley. Um, the bears, they've gotten better each of the last two years. They lose a lot of experience. Um, here, see how Sean Shields is, Coach Sean Shields is going to handle this. Um, yes, they're going to have a new quarterback, um, and Sonny Cassidy is taking over the program. Um, they've got some concerns. They got to find that who's that deep threat's going to be. Also in the secondary as well, they got some questions there. They got the linemen. I mean, like, so we'll see what happens there. Um, I still, when I look at the gold this year, of course, that's the division Berkeley's in. Um, Ferndale is going to be all right this year. Royal Oak, we know Royal Oak's going to be okay. Um, they got a new staff there, Royal Oak. Um, you know, so, and then Avondale, we know Avondale's always been pretty good. I mean, Pontiac's going to be better. So, it's the goal is going to be an interesting division to watch. I mean, very curious to see how that division's going to go. But Berkeley's a team that I'm keeping a very close eye on um, heading into the um, summer, especially their, D, their secondary and their um, wide receivers. That's the big-time question mark for them going forward there. Um, number seven is Oxford. And, yes, I mean, like it's been a rough offseason for them. They lose a lot of talent. Um, I am very curious to see that quarterback competition looming. Um, they're going to probably have one. Um, I am very curious to see their freshman program was very good last year. Um, winning eight games. Um, very curious to see if the majority of them are going to be up on varsity. Um, so when I look at Oxford, I mean, like, um, you know, they, there's some questions. I mean, there is going to be a, some questions. Um, I, they got a good kicker in Jay Katie coming back. Um, I'm really high on, I'm really high on him. Um, the question for me with Oxford's going to be is, I know it's going to be very interesting very emotional this year for them. Um, it's very curious to see how Oxford's going to do this year. It's really, really curious, especially who's going to stand out at that quarterback spot. Um, I think, you know, when you look at that quarterback situation, I think it's I think it's between Austin Witt and um, Dominic Cassisi. Um, that'll be a really good quarterback competition. I'm very curious to see who wins out in that one. Um, Coach Jack Lyons got a tough decision to make, so we'll see what happens with Oxford. Um, this upcoming season. So a lot of questions with the Wildcats, but they're going to be well-motivated. Um, number six is Harper Woods. I mean, the new team on the block, of course, the um, new team in the OAA, obviously. They have the linemen. I mean, that's going to be their strength. I mean, the question for me is, how's their quarterback and who's their running game? I mean, like, obviously, you lose two very good players there. Um, Christian Stokes, they lose from a year ago. 
at running back, and then you have Vinny Booth at quarterback. Um, so I'm curious to see how Coach Ron Olden is going to replace those two guys. They got a tough schedule, Lumen, obviously. Should be nothing new to Harper Woods. They play a tough schedule every year. Um, I mean, like, their strength, obviously, is this line, defensive secondary, wide receiver. Um, they're going to be very solid there. Um, they've got to address that those areas, especially, as I mentioned, quarterback and running game, and running back. That's a big-time concern there for, for Harper Woods. Um, they could be a player this year in the white, so we'll see what happens. But a lot to like with the Pioneers. So we'll see what happens there. Number five is Lake Orion. Um, of course, Chris Bell there back coaching the Dragons. A lot of experience back, but they still got to find a quarterback. I mean, like, obviously, they're, you got to watch I, the quarterback competition at Lake Orion. I think it's going to come down to Ryan McCartan or, um, or Connor McCartan and, um, and, um, and Tristan Hill. I think those are gonna, that's the quarterback battle to watch for at Lake Orion. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens there. I think the return to old school football is going to help Lake Orion. Um, the summer's the key for the Dragons, obviously, especially with them. Um, you know, I really think if the Dragons can have a really good summer, um, develop chemistry, I think Lake Orion's going to be a really good team this year to watch, um, you know, this upcoming fall. So, but they've got to get everything right. If they can, if they can look out. Um, number four is Southfield Arts and Tech. You know, the Warriors going down from the red to white, it's going to help them out big time. Um, any, you do return a lot of experience, especially proven playmakers like Isaiah Marshall, quarterback. Um, they've got some questions on both lines, on both offense, defense lines, and who's their running back? I mean, like obviously with A and T running the RPO, obviously you know you expect Marshall to run it, but I really like for them, like for a coach, I'm Aaron Marshall to have a real clear cut running back. You know, obviously take the pressure off his um off Isaiah Marshall, and I think he will. Um, I think with A&T, if they can find that true running back, address both lines, this is going to be a good football team. No doubt it would be the favorite in the white, in my opinion, if um, things go right. So A&T is a team to really watch for heading into the year. So curious to see what A&T has. I mean, like really high on them um, heading in the year. Number three is Clarkston. I mean, Justin Pintar takes over the program. Um, he's loaded. With talent, obviously, you got Cole Dillinger um, leading the lines. Um, they got a very good line. Ethan Clark back at running back. Um, could there be a quarterback battle? Um, when I read, um, when I I was watching a pod on, on a, a podcast um, lately, and and Pintar and J Coach Pintar was in that on that podcast. Um, he said that Mike Hine has done a really good job taking over the reins, being a leader quarterback. So it looks like to me. It will not be, um, you know, probably will not be John Call taking over a quarterback, but um, it'll be Mike Hine at quarterback. So very curious to see how, you know, if they, what they do with John Call this year. I mean, like you got Desmond Steffens there as well. Um, like to be their top receiver, top um, guy in the secondary. You got Cole Jarvis as well in there as well. I mean, like um, Kavanaugh Dighton leads the linebacking crew at Clarkson. Um you know, Brady Co Brody Coe's in that tight end. Um, so there's a lot of options with Clarkson. A lot of options. Um, I expect the Wolves to be a really good team this year. I think Clarkson's a player. Um, so we'll see what happens with them going forward. 
Uh, number two is West Bloomfield. The Lakers, um, loaded with talent. Um, Ken Jones takes over the reins at running back. Um, you know, he should have been, in my opinion, the Wildcat quarterback to start the year. Um, I expect he'll do a lot of Wildcat with Raekwon Nance um, at quarterback. Um, you got, um, I mean, like, you got um, you got um, Desmond Morgan at wide receiver. Uh, Samaj Morgan at wide receiver. Um, lines are lines are solid. Um, the only thing I have was Bloomfield. They got to address their discipline. Um, when I saw their playoff game against Novi, that really killed them was their lack of discipline. If they can be a clean football team all season long, you know, don't do any dumb penalties or make dumb mistakes. Um, I think West Bloomfield will be back in the thick of it in the state conversation. Um, you know, possibly getting in, possibly, you know, I think to me, when I look at everybody's saying Belleville's the team to win it, you know what I mean? In division one. I, I mean, like, I think athletically from an athletically standpoint, I think West Bluefield matched them up pretty well. Um, so we'll see what happens there going forward. And then my top team, um, right now is Rochester Adams. Obviously when you look at the Highlanders, um, you know, they got Parker Pico coming back. They got the skill positions coming back. Um, when you look at the veer, you know what I mean? It's going to come down to the lineman. Line's going to be a question mark for Adams. Um, depth's a big time concern for them going forward. I'm really curious to see how the depth is for Adams. And we'll see how that goes. I mean, Adams is a team that I think could make some noise. Um, the Highlanders are a team that could... You know, they can make some, they can make some, I mean, like, um, I, I think what, what they got coming back, obviously Parker Pico back, um, Tate Pico is a solid player. Brady P scoring is going to be your, um, top receiver for Adams. Um, it's just getting depth on the defense side of the, of the football. Logan Patera is another outstanding athlete for Adams. I think he's going to get a lot more looks this year. Um, maybe play some running back, maybe. Um, so we'll see what happens with Adams. I mean, like going up to the red, I'm curious to see where the Highlanders are, um, are at, and we will see what happens, um, you know, with the Highlanders. So that's my thoughts right now. These are not my top 10 official rankings, but they're just gives me an idea. Other teams to watch for Troy, obviously is another one to keep an eye on. Troy Athens is another one to watch. Um, I just don't trust Groves right now, especially with what they got coming back. Um, questions up front, it's a big time worry for me with Groves. Um, North Farmington, Ryan Shelby back at quarterback. Farmington, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, that they're going to be back. I think they will be a player. Um, I mean, like, so those are some teams I'm really keeping an eye on. Um, Rochester, they got Blano back, Al Plano quarterback. Um, so that's, and Jaden Bowen as well. So that's another team I'm really keeping an eye on heading into the year. So that's my teams to keep an eye on heading into the summer for football. Um, we'll see what happens going forward there. All right, now everybody, I'm going to sign off here. Um, make sure you follow the blog at Saginaw Bay 4650 at blogspot.com for the latest information. Um, keep an eye on everything from the coaching situations and boys basketball and everything going around the OA. So, all right, now I'm going to sign off here. Take care. God bless. See you all next week, everybody. See you later, everybody.